Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. And I'm Tom. And this is not just any episode, y'all. It's our anniversary episode. Happy two years, guys. Happy two years. I am so excited. It has been a couple of years with some serious ups and downs in our as far as movies go. And yeah. I am feeling a little mushy i'm not gonna lie a little well, all the feels kill that feeling right now and rebut you right now live on this show we well, all know who the weakest link is here tom because somebody called it out on the itunes official review tom is the worst uh i'm gonna go ahead and rebut that and remind you that it's the same guy who was reviewing candy crush in 2018 <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Care to rebut like, that rebut with a rebut, Anthony? We have lots of. I will say. Here. I will say this. <laughs> Apologies to any listener I may have offended by ranking <laughs> Joyous Noel with a cat Christmas movie and with Daddy's Home too. <laughs> it came down to rewatchability for me again, and I think I stressed in that episode. That I thought it was a beautiful, amazing film. But the rewatchability killed it for me. We've got some quotes that talk about things, about how we consider our rankings that irk some of our listeners that we'll get to. Uh, We got a lot of feedback. We got a lot of feedback. It's going to take a while to read through all that, but I want to read each and every one of those because you listeners took time to tell us what you thought. And we respect and appreciate you very much. So you know something, guys? One of the exciting things about our anniversary show is we get to revisit every film we've covered on this podcast and maybe feel some remorse for how we covered them. Will I feel some remorse for Joyous Noel tonight? We'll see. Apparently not. You've already defended yourself. <laughs> I, I'll defend myself to the end. That's not a very good tease if you literally just defended your horrible decisions in life. Julia, do you ever just sit there, shake your head out of the two of us bickering? Yeah, oftentimes. And if this was a video <laughs> podcast, you all would see that. <laughs> God, you all sound like my wife now. <laughs> So we've got this worked out. We're going to go over all of our episodes. You're going to get to hear us talk about what we've done, maybe question some life decisions, and go from there. Yes. So why don't we run through the we list? We want to run through the list? Yeah. Yes, because some people don't know we have the list everywhere for them to look at themselves. So it's a good idea for listeners who don't visit our websites, even though you should if you're listening to the show. So, so why don't we run through the list worst with the worst from the worst ranking to the best. So oh, Tom, I got to start. <laughs> you All gotta right. Start. I like how you gave me the worst. Our worst. Well, considering our, one of our running gags for year two was Tom is the worst. I had to give you. You did. I, I had it coming. So I'm going to start at the very bottom of the list. And we have at a whopping 0.0 Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas. One up is Star Wars Holiday Special, preceded by All American Christmas Carol. I didn't realize that was that high on the list. In at number 62 is Jack Frost from 1997, the horror film, not the Michael Keaton one. Number 61 is Just Friends. Number 60 is A Merry Friggin' Christmas. Oh, that one was depressing. That was sad. That was just sad. 59 is our only Chanukah movie at Eight Crazy Nights. 
Although we did get a notification that uh, Hallmark is going to be doing some Hanukkah movies. So we'll have some more Hanukkah movies to add to the list. Number 58 is Santa's Sleigh. 57 is Christmas at Graceland. 56 is Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. 55 is the sad, sad Christmas story wannabe called The Christmas Project. 54 is the amazing Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Jessica Biel Christmas movie, I'll Be Home for Christmas. 53, uh, one of our most depressing movies, One Magic Christmas. 52, Black Christmas. 51, The Spirit of Christmas. Is that the hot? The hot ghost of Christmas. (laughs) 50 is the marginalized and uh, unfairly reviewed The Star. Oh man, that was at 50. (laughs) It's even worse when you see it on the page. Really I'm bad. I'm nominating that we re that we revote that one up, y'all. That this episode we give it a proper review. I haven't watched it since the Think last. Think about time. it. Forty nine is Jingle All the Way. Forty eight, the Nine Lives of Christmas, which is apparently just as good as Joyous Noel. <laughs> Number twelve is the Twelve Dates of Christmas. Forty six is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, a good movie, but one that we came back and said was not really a Christmas movie. 45 is Switched for Christmas, and 44, oh, how did this get so high? Yeah. Christmas Story Live. I'm just with, shocked we haven't gotten to the very Brady Christmas yet. <laughs> I think you're going to be reading it here in just a minute. I'm going to yeah, pass off the mic I, to I, Julia. Should have read it. it should have been in your batch of movies. <laughs> All right, at 43, we have the Santa Claus 3, the Escape Clause. Uh, 42 was the Kristen Davis Three Days movie with a super weird morgue scene. <laughs> 41, uh, North Pole, one that Tom is rather fond of. I do love that movie. Yeah. 40 was the massively disappointing The Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Uh, 39, A Christmas Prince 2, The Royal Wedding from just a few weeks ago. 38, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. This would be Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The Abomination. Also known as that. <laughs> to two out of three of <laughs> 37, a very early and a recent movie tie, Arthur Christmas, which we covered in the first month that we were doing this. And then A Christmas Prince, we're tied at 37. 36 is the Hallmark beautiful movie with cutie cute face in it, a, The Christmas Train. <laughs> 35 also has cutie cute face in it, The Holiday, and I'm so sad that one's not higher. Me too. 34, A Very Brady Christmas. How is The Holiday below A Very Brady Christmas? I I don't know. It's not my fault. I know who boosted the numbers on A Very Brady Christmas. One, two, three, not it. Giggling right now. Not it. (laughs) Lies. Santa is listening right now. <laughs> 33 is A Bad Mom's Christmas. At 32 is Iron Man 3. 31, the raunchy <laughs> Rogan Fest the night before. 30 is Batman Returns. 29 is A Shared Space, Office Christmas Party, and A Christmas Story are tied at number 29. Divisive, divisive episode. A Christmas Story was. I've only gotten enemies once, I feel like, in our run, our two-year run, and it was it was that one. That. Uh, 28, Christmas Every Day. 27, Disney's A Christmas Carol, which is the animated Jim Carrey one, right? Mm-hmm. And sharing space with another oddly animated <laughs> Christmas movie, The Polar Express. It's funny how that turned Both out. Both Robert Zemeckis movies. Weird. Yeah. Those are right next to each other. Yep. 26 is also a shared space. Pete's Christmas, the lost episode, and Daddy's Home too. 25 is Christmas with the Cranks. 24 is The Family Man. And 23 is The Nightmare Before Christmas. 22 is Gremlins. 21 is Rise of the Guardians. 20 is the nativity story. Look, look, all you guys complain, but you know what? These two films are still on the top tier. (laughs) 19 is the Christmas Chronicles. 18 is the man who invented Christmas. 17, we have a tie, Die Hard. 
which is a Christmas movie, and The Santa Claus 2, The Mrs. Claus. 16, While You Were Sleeping. 15, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. 14, A Christmas Carol the Musical, starring Frasier and George Costanza. 13, Krampus. 12, we have another tie, Love Actually and Santa Claus the Movie. 11, we have another tie, The Secret Santa and Joyous Noel. 10, Home Alone. 9, Shazam. 8, A Muppet Family Christmas. 7, Miracle on 34th Street, the 1994 version. 6, The Muppet Christmas Carol and Mrs. Santa Claus are tied. 5, Dr. Seuss's The Grinch, which was the newest animated one featuring Benedict Cumberbatch as The Grinch. And that is less than a point behind number four on the list, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Number three, The Santa Claus. Number two, Mickey's Christmas Carol, which I think we should move to the TV list, honestly. And number one is Elf. I second that. Yeah. It's not yeah, a full so. it's not a full proper movie. That's that's definitely misplaced. I agree. So so we agree? We agree. Motion passed. Mickey's Christmas Carol moving off the movie list and going to the TV specialist. Yep. Same rating, or are we rerating it against the TV specials? Oh, same rating. I'm good with the rating. rating. Yeah. So when we run through our TV specials later, we'll have to see where that falls. I also have very real feelings that, and this was brought up by listeners, the way that we rank items, especially those that are very good movies, but we determine they're not Christmas movies. I kind of wonder if maybe they shouldn't be on our list. Hmm. And I realize that rocks our list a bit, but I sort of feel like if our list is a ranking of the best Christmas movies, that those items should not be placed on our Christmas list. So, for example, we would review the film if we decide it's not a Christmas film. Don't add it. It doesn't get ranked on a Christmas list. So, planes, trains, and automobiles would be gone. Yeah. Okay. I need a minute to digest this. It feels like a huge disservice to me. To some of these, right? Because like that, if see that one. and looked at this list, they would think, you know, not worth watching planes, trains, and automobiles. And trying to they find might be another missing out. Batman Returns. Right. Yeah, like Batman Returns. That looks like it's and I don't like that. That gives me the bad feelings. That one we need to put a pin in and think over. Because yes. that's not a bad idea. By the same time you Google, if we're, yeah, I don't know. Because these do appear on other Christmas lists and rankings around the holiday season, a lot of them. So it's not just us deeming, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Let's put a pin in it. Well, why don't we run through our top tens, our personal top tens? Question. Is that our top ten favorite movies or is that our top ten favorite episodes? Top ten favorite move. Like if you were okay. looking at your personal list, what would they be? Got it. You in order us. or just 10? In order. From, from 10, 10, to 10, to oh, 1. 10 to 1. Yep. Let me ask you guys. While you guys are thinking over your top 10 personal favorite films that we've covered so far, when you look at the bottom of our list, how are you feeling? I'd rearrange some of the orders, but it feels pretty solid to me, aside from the star. I, I, could, tell you, I could tell you this. I would not put... Santa's sleigh in that really bottom tier anymore. I would. That's what I was going to say. I think Santa's sleigh is too low. Yep. I think it's better than the Christmas project. It's better than than, than Live Lives of Christmas. It um, did get at a certain point to really terrible movies we wouldn't watch again, right? And then really terrible movies we could watch again in the right setting. The only one well, that hits that for me, the only one in the bottom, I would say... I'm going back up to, all the way up to, well, A Bad Mom's Christmas. The only one below A Bad Mom's Christmas that I could really watch again is probably, that I would watch, like, in a setting by choice would probably be Santa's Slay. Well, it's funny because we have one listener, and we'll get to their feedback later on, that said, 
<laughs> well, first of all, we got a lot of listeners commenting about our Santa Slay episode. But yeah, no. one listener pointed out how much it's funny how much Santa Slay comes up in conversation in these past two years since that episode. I was in, when I was in Minneapolis, I was getting, you know, asked a lot of questions by some people there about the Christmas podcast and Christmas movies. And uh, somehow Santa Slay came up and people don't believe you when you tell them what that opening scene is like. They don't believe you when you tell them the cast or what happens to them. Like Santa lighting Fran Drescher's head on fire and then stabbing James Conn's hand with forks to the table, putting a drumstick in his mouth and killing him with it. Like, <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I think Santa Slay got a got a bad rap. I do too. And I think I'm about to get a bad rap when I go through my list. I think I'm gonna hear some hear something. You wanna go yeah. first then? You wanna go first, Tom? All right. Number ten is Krampus. Number nine is the star. Whoa, Whoa. huge jump for you. Huge Whoa. jump for me. I think part of it is watching and experiencing it with my daughter and the message is really sweet and you know, there's, it's a good, it's a good starting point for some conversations. So mm-hmm. number eight is love actually. Number seven is Muppet family Christmas. Number six is Christmas Chronicles. Number five is the Santa Claus. Number four is national lampoons Christmas vacation. Number three is Dr. Seuss's the Grinch. Number two is joyous Noel. And number one is elf. Interesting list, Tom. I can't believe the star. Oh my gosh! It's a, uh, it's one of my daughter's favorites, and that has a the donkey movie, and that has a that has really Especially. worn on me a lot. It does. It's, it's like I said, I gave it, a, I, I gave it a bad rap, and I, I regret that. But I do notice too, my favorite movies don't necessarily align with my rankings, which is interesting. Oh, I know, I noticed that on mine too. Speaking of yours, what's your list look like, Anthony? Number ten is Mrs. Santa Claus. That's a good one. That one probably would have come in at number 11 or 12 for me. Angela Lansbury was amazing in that. She is. She is. Number nine is Santa Claus the movie. Dudley Moore. Dudley Moore and uh, David Huddleston. Yeah. Hmm. And the more I think about it, the more I agree with Julia. David Huddleston is Santa out of everyone. Uh, Number eight is Krampus. Number seven is Miracle on 34th Street. Mm-hmm. Number six is A Christmas Story. Number five is Home Alone. It saddens me Home Alone got pushed from the top ten. I feel that's wrong to me. So it's just wrong. What would you kick out uh, besides Joyous Noel? <laughs> Joyous Noel isn't in the top ten, is it? It's number 11. Oh, it is? Okay, never mind. Uh, Number four on my personal inch is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey version. Number three is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Number two is Elf. And number one is The the Santa Claus. I get that. Very cool. Yeah, I get that. All right, so coming in on my top ten. And a few of these were just gut feelings when I went through and looked at the list. Wait, so was that I, how you did it? That's how I did it too. Like that's how I did it. Yeah. That's how I did it. Yep. Yeah. I, I didn't look at what we ranked them initially. It was just gut feelings reading through the list. Well, I, I will also say this top 10 list will be different in about six months. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like I already I, know a few coming up that. Yeah. All right. So the Christmas Prince number- Royal baby. That obviously stop it <laughs> no spoilers all right coming in at number 10 the holiday nine the nativity story eight love actually seven home alone six while you were sleeping five dr seuss's the grinch four the santa claus three national lampoon's christmas vacation two the Muppet Christmas Carol, and Elf stays at number one. All right, so I'm just going to real quick go through here. Uh, Julie and I both put Dr. Seuss's The Grinch on our list and Love Actually. Mm-hmm. Anthony and Julia both put Home Alone in there. Anthony and I both put Krampus on the list. And then we all agree on Elf, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and The Santa Claus. 
Yeah, I liked when we were going through our list. There is overlap between all three of us, but right. our lists are a lot more divergent than they were last year at this yep. point. Yeah, yeah. I'll be really interested to see what it looks like next year, y'all. Yeah, I know. Interesting exercise. Hey, well, especially since we're bringing in some of the classics, you know, we're doing, we've got White Christmas coming up. We've got the original Mar Miracle on 34th Street. We've got The Family uh, Stone Groot, is coming. The Family Stone, A Wonderful Life. Yeah. Scrooge. Oh, I'm telling you, I don't know what's going to bump out of here next year, but Scrooge is going to be in the top 10 for all of us. I have no doubt. No it's doubt. It's a different top 10 list <laughs> next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Different. But you know what? And even though our lists differ, I am very like I'm happy with all of our lists. As far as I'm concerned, I'm just filling up. What we're doing is we're building like an ideal watch list to absolutely positively fill up all of December with only movies that we are passionate about. At this rate, I mean, I could bang out like two of these a day in Christmas. Yeah, season. heck yeah, and be happy with everything I'm watching. We got so. stuff. We've got stuff to do during uh, while watching movies, or while uh, wrapping presents, while cooking dinner, while decorating. So, but so before we like talk about our list and go over regrets and things we would change or things we want to revisit, do we want to read some listener feedback? I would love to. And where are we starting with Anthony, oh fearless leader? Oof, wherever you want, Facebook, Twitter, or Reddit. We have none on Instagram. None. Mm -mm, no comments. Oh, no. We did get an Instagram comment. Where? We got two of them. We got two happy hands, and then we have one user that said, how would I listen? Not even sure what a podcast is. <laughs> Where do you see this? <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what a podcast is. It's on the post. <laughs> on the which one? Oh, the old one. Okay, yeah. yeah. Not even sure what a podcast is. Alan Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have figured out how to listen, <laughs> we don't really need to answer that for you, do we? I don't know if we should keep that in or not. I mean, he's never going to hear it. I think we should. I want to start by reading D Spoon's Twitter. Are y'all cool with that? Yeah. Go for it. D Spoon said, I went from listening every now and then to not missing a single week. And then I started supporting on Patreon. I love the holiday special extra episode three, link by link, Christmas vacation episodes. And out of all my faves, Polar Express wins as my all-time favorite episode. Keep it up. And D Spoon, I've got some good news for you. You've got a new sticker coming and uh, another little surprise. D Spoon, thank you for the comment. Your she yeah. is coming because you are an awesome patron. And and she's one of our most active Twitter listeners. She's always commenting. So Love it. That's awesome. Although I think she disagrees that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, if I remember correctly. A lot of people disagree. That's a pretty devi divisive thing, but we've settled it once and for all, and there's it's, it's well, official. Between Tiz the Podcast and our friend Tim Babb at Can't Wait for Christmas, it is a it's, been it's been definitively settled, right? It is definitive. <laughs> so while we're on Twitter, let's read Mark Lax. He said, found you guys about a year ago. The holiday season was always a fun time for me, and I used to get very excited around Thanksgiving because it always ushered in the holidays. In those days, you had to wait until late November until people started looking forward to Christmas and Hanukkah. Now, by September, we're singing Christmas carols, and I love that. As a Jewish kid, I always felt a little left out around the holidays, but watching all the holiday specials, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol which we haven't covered yet, but should. We should. My favorites. And the movies. Any version of A Christmas Carol and It's a Wonderful Life are my favorite, not to mention Christmas carols were my way of celebrating. We did spend Christmas Eve with friends when I was a kid, and they, in turn, would spend the first night of Hanukkah with us. It was always a fun time. Call me nostalgic, but heading into fall, I start to get the feels. I love the fall, and with my birthday being on Halloween, I, feel, I kind of feel like I'm the one ushering in the holidays. Finding your show was a godsend. People with the same love of the holidays as I have. Of course, I don't have a religious significance for me, but that doesn't mean I can't join you in the fun. No, it doesn't. You guys are helping me do that 365 days a year. I love you guys and just want to thank you so much for what you're doing. 
And then he went on to say, and this is a side note that I alluded to, uh, Hallmark is supposedly making a couple of Hanukkah movies this year. I'd love to hear you guys review at least one of them. That'd be great. Again, love you guys and keep doing what you're doing. I will tell you this. I will commit, Mark, as will my co-hosts. Just for you, we will make sure to cover one of these, even if it's a bonus episode. Right, guys? Absolutely. Tom, don't put words in my mouth. I thought you cared about our listeners. We have (laughs) got to expand that niche because right now we have Adam Sandler representing it, and that's a travesty. (laughs) And I I like Adam Sandler, (laughs) so that bad. I agree. Thanks, Mark. That was so great to hear. That was so nice. Yeah, thanks, Mark. And I hope you're enjoying that Radio City Rockettes Christmas ornament you won from us last year. Oh, that was the winner. That's exciting. That was the winner. I want to read before we get back to the list, and maybe this is a good segue back to the list, Rachel Poole's comment on (laughs) Facebook. She wrote, my favorites are all in your top five and gave me the Christmas feels just listening to you guys gush over them. I'd say number one is the Santa Claus, and I agree that has the most magical depiction of the North Pole on film. Believing is seeing is probably my all-time favorite quote from a movie. Least favorites have been the non-Christmas films, mostly because you rank them low for it. All due respect to you, but that doesn't make sense to me. Happy, happy anniversary, guys. Having you show up in my podcast feed is still the highlight of my Mondays. Aw, thanks, Rachel. And Yeah, I think Rachel would agree with me pulling all of the non-Christmases off our list. Yeah, I, I think that's a good plan. I really do. Because it does, un- I don't like where Batman Returns is, like what's surrounding Batman Returns doesn't feel right, but moving it up doesn't feel right either. Right. But see, then you get into this thing where like, I don't know. What if we have a section at the bottom of our list that are like honorable mention non-Christmas movies? That's what I was thinking was honorable mentions or something like that. Yeah, I could live with that if that's the case. Because I do think there are some, Right that appear on these lists over and over and over again, every holiday season, like Batman returns and gremlins and planes, trains and automobiles that should be covered. It could be an official Christmas list. Yeah. Or watch at Christmas, even if there's sure y'all have a clever thing. I do want to say, since we're talking about this and people listening to it, maybe is equally passionate about these really good movies that get bumped down to the bottom just because they're not technically Christmas movies. And we got some feedback on this community that's been created of our listeners. Can I share that one? Love to. So on Reddit, Dunder and Blixum03, who comments, they are a pretty good regular on Reddit. Um, And here's the comment. Through your show, I've learned about the power of nostalgia. I was disappointed at your scores for the 30-minute TV short, The Snowman, from the 80s, but realized that if you didn't grow up with it, it doesn't evoke that same special feeling. I didn't grow up with Rankin Bass, so I appreciate them, but they don't do much for me. My favorite episode to date has been the April Fool's Yule Log special. (laughs) (laughs) Still just so well done. (laughs) My favorite... (laughs) Um, my favorite aspect of the show in general is this forum, knowing that any comments will nearly always get a reply from at least one host. It really feels like a community, something to be a part of, not just something to mindlessly consume on my commute like nearly every other podcast I listen to. Thanks for all you do and looking forward to many more. Isn't that just the nicest? That's like the highest praise I feel like we can get because that's what we set out to do, right? Like create yeah. said from the get go, this is what we want to make happen. Yeah. And the people in this community are like the best people. They are. Like really, our listeners are just amazing. We got real cool folks, y'all. We do. It would be cool one day to do a meetup. Yes. It really would be. Um, Speaking of our podcast, this one wasn't a Twitter. This one wasn't directed at us. It was a reply to somebody asking about their asking for podcast recommendations and as told by ginger replied my favorites are ghoul intent and wine and crime pod but i'm also an avid listener of tis the pod if you're as into christmas as i am and just be mentioned in the same tweet as wine and crime pod who has 21,000 followers and i know like a million people who listen to that one like high praise being mentioned in the same 
you know, 240 characters as them. So that is pretty awesome. Thanks for the recommendation. Have to say, you can't say high praise unless you say it in a Nick Cage voice. <laughs> not, you're the impressionist, Julia. Oh, I'm not the impressionist. Tom, can you do it in a Tom, Nick Cage voice? I don't think I can do Nick Cage. I can't oh, do I can't do Nick Cage either. We have a real gap here <laughs> because whatever. <laughs> Somebody say high praise. I hear it in Nick Cage's voice. Apparently, we need another uh, another host. The only requirement you can do a good Nick Cage. You don't really get to vote, but you can be here for all our Nick Cage needs. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of other hosts, real quick, um, we've had some fun crossover stuff in the last two years as well. So we got to do a little co-hosting with Tim Babb of can't wait for Christmas podcast. He's also a member of the Christmas podcast network. That was a lot of fun. That was our Mickey's Christmas Carol episode. And then we got to have another co-host as well. We had Todd Killian from the Christmas Clatter podcast, which you should check out as well. He's also a member of the Christmas podcast network. And he came on and when we spoke about the 12 dates of Christmas, and that was also fun. And to add a third member of the Christmas Podcast Network to somebody that's been on our show with us is Brian Earl from Christmas Pass Podcast. Um, he came on for the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Rankin Bass episode, which I don't think he'd seen until that episode. Is that right? So that was kind of fun to introduce him to the land of Rankin Bass as well. So we've had quite a few like really great podcasters come and visit us as well. And, and we got to have um, listeners join us as well for our Christmas in July special, where we had some really good participation with a lot of our really faithful listeners like GJ Davila, who is super faithful on all of our platforms. Jerry Davila, not to mention he co-hosted the Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July episode as a patron. He did. We brought on, Stephen Lind to talk about Charlie Brown, the expert on all things Charles M. Schultz. He was an excellent guest to have as well. We brought on Mark Saltzman, who wrote Mrs. Santa Claus. Yeah, and we had Casey Mott, a friend of mine, um, and Tom's. She is the owner of Parkbound Buttons. Um, you know her if you're in any Disney circles. Um, and she was on for our the Nightmare Before Christmas episode. We did have one more guest star. Joanna Wilson from Christmas TV History. That was so fun. That was for our Supernatural Christmas episode. Oh, yeah. Very Supernatural Christmas, yep. Yes, that was so fun. She was so much fun. I actually want to have her back just so I can talk to her again. So let us not forget also Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being positive about this. I have messaged him now. I have not heard back, but I'm hoping that we will have him soon. If you all are on Twitter, please message Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin. He goes by Mac. And invite him to be on our podcast. Maybe if we all hound him enough, he'll join us. Uh, and then we can talk our, about that's our goal for year that. three. That we can talk about that on our third anniversary podcast. Oh <laughs> man! Even if he just calls in to our number and leaves a message of him saying hi, this is Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin calling please, to say, please stop talking about me on your episode. <laughs> Please tell your fans to back off and stop harassing me. <laughs> that would be an amazing message to have on our podcast. That would have to get added into the beginning somehow. <laughs> it really would. So do we want to jump onto the TV list? Let's recap our TV list real quick for our listeners who don't know the rankings for that one. So number 15, dead last so far, the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold. Oof. Memories. That was a rough stinker. That was a rough one to get through. <laughs> At 14, we had Rudolph's Shiny New Year. At 13, we had Frosty's Winter Wonderland. At 12, we have The Snowman. And at 11, we have Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. And that brings us to number 10, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Number nine, The Toy Story That Time Forgot. Huge missed opportunity. Number eight was a Claymation Christmas Celebration. Number seven, a Flintstones Christmas. Number six, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Coming in at five, The Year Without a Santa Claus. At four is Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Three is Frosty the Snowman. At number two, A Charlie Brown Christmas. And at number one, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I'm happy with that list, the way it is. Yeah, me too. 
I dig it. I um, I mean, I every daughter should be higher, but you know. That's know, another one Tom was rough on. I stand by it though. I can't believe you stand by that, but you, but you're so lenient on the star. So the more I watch the star, the more it gives me feels. I, I maybe it was. Have you watched movie. Emma and Otter again? I never want to see that movie again. Oh my gosh. I will not watch it again. I think for you, you know what it, I think about? I, I think for y'all, it has a nostalgia factor that I just don't like. We were talking that uh, about the guy from the who was talking about the snowman, but I didn't think it had nostalgia for Julia. I didn't think she had seen it before. Did no. it? No. I mean, Never the mind. Muppets have nostalgia for me, but I just really like the story, and Emmett was adorable. And there ain't no hole in the washtub. Ain't no hole in the washtub. I will say one of the questions I have about our TV list. I do wonder still, two years later, had we not covered Jim Carrey's The Grinch and the cartoon Grinch at the same time, if a Charlie Brown Christmas and How the Grinch Stole Christmas might be transposed with one another. If which two had been transposed? A Charlie Brown Christmas and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, you think, because you think How the Grinch was boosted because we had just covered uh, I think For me personally, I like the Grinch more than I do Charlie Brown. And I like Charlie Brown more than the Grinch, but I think I ranked it higher, or I gave them both a 10. I can't remember. Julie and Anthony both gave Charlie Brown a 10, and Julie, you gave it a 9.95 for the Grinch. TV. For the Grinch. Did I give the Grinch? I give it a ten too. You gave it a ten as well. I gave the Grinch a nine point five and Charlie Brown a nine, and I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with giving them both tens. I mean, I have mad nostalgia for the Snowman, but it fell it fell prey to the not a Christmas movie debacle because I don't think it's a Christmas movie show. Whatever special, even though I know Tom has a thing against the word special. It's not special. I have a thing against the word film. Film. That's it. Inappropriately. So I'm looking at our film list right now, <laughs> looking at where certain things lie. Julia, you gave the star a one. Yeah. A one. What did you, you give it originally? A three. I was in a mood that night. <laughs> I think if I were to rank it today, I'd give it an 8.5. What would that do? To oh, man. I know. I admit it. I made a mistake. Tom, how did the sequel to North Pole not make this year's list since you love the first one so much? Not that I'm complaining. Well, uh, I because we don't want to do all the good stuff early on, right? We got to we got to sandbag some good stuff for later. Exactly. Why why isn't the sequel on this year's list? <laughs> I wish not to throw any more of my pearls before swine as I did with Joy S. Noel. <laughs> <laughs> I've let you uh, abuse. I've let you abuse great shows far too many times now. That was the the last one, Anthony. <laughs> yeah. Go back and listen to the episode. I never disagreed. It was a great film. That fell prey to something different than the not a Christmas movie. That fell prey, in my opinion, to the rewatchability movie. Okay, to the rewatchability. <laughs> So, Julia, I'm gonna actually is, your, now. is your biggest mistake on this list, in your opinion, still a very Brady Christmas? My is biggest that... mistake? What does that mean? As in, you still feel you ranked it too high? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a feel I ranked it too high mistake. As opposed to the star where I feel like I was unjustly harsh. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, uh, let's get that one. Let's get a, I think since we all agree with this, let's uh, go ahead and get that added to uh our rewatch episode we need to rewatch that star yeah good i thought you meant brady christmas (laughs) no that was just terrible (laughs) (laughs) i stand by my points for brady christmas Mm -hmm. so we haven't really addressed our like tv episode list and i don't know that we're going to run through our tv episode list other than we should at least mention which tv shows we've covered but we did get comments from listeners about that being some of their favorite episodes as well so cmc monkey on reddit mentioned um this is the first podcast that they'd ever listened to i randomly stumbled upon it on a christmas subreddit just as you were starting off i now listen to several podcasts not all christmas related i enjoy all your episodes especially as it gives me an excuse to rewatch favorites or discover films and tv specials i haven't seen before although i don't always agree with your scoring i loved arthur christmas 
I especially like the office episode, but that might be because I love the office so much. I also enjoyed the episodes where you revisited earlier episodes. Congrats on your two year anniversary. The, the office is still one of my favorite ones we've done. Like I, Me I was thinking back too. to the question we kind of asked ourselves last week, which is the first one you would introduce to people. Did you guys think about that at all? I did. And I think I've got a different answer than you. Well, we, there are two questions, right? It was yes. when, when did you feel you we found our groove? And which episode would you recommend be the first episode to, for a new listener to listen to? So what were your feelings on that, Tom? So I would say the first one I would have listeners listen to would probably be, okay, I'm going to list three that I think were really good. Santa Slay, Krampus, and The Office. And when we really started to feel like a cohesive thing together, I really think it was probably not until we hit around the Santa Claus. No, you know what? I'm going to go back earlier than that. Sorry. I'm going to say it was the first terrible movie that we we did together. And that is I'll Be Home for Christmas. I feel like Anthony and I hit a groove there and we became comfortable being snarky. And I think that maybe when we got Julia's first eye roll. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's something... Somebody has together. I think I don't have the comment in front of me, but I think you guys have read it open. Disco fifty four, in his comment, mentioned something about how the first few episodes we were all polite and trying not to tread on one another very much, and now uh, look at us. How about you, Julia? What do you think? Yeah, I started to feel comfortable. I can definitely see the argument with "I'll Be Home for Christmas," where we started to settle in a bit. Because there is something about bonding over a terrible movie. I think Muppet Christmas Carol was also a really good earlier one. It was heavy on the quotes. And it was something we were all pretty familiar with. And it was our first covering of Christmas Carol story. Which was nice. And it kicked off a whole lot of other Christmas carols (laughs) to come. I would say if I had to pick an episode to give somebody as a jumping off point. I'd pick the Office episodes. They're good. They're good. And they're bites, right? Little bites. Mm-hmm. About you, Anthony. I'd probably agree with you, Tom. Probably when we start feeling comfortable would be around I'll be home for Christmas. I think mm-hmm. you're looking at when the show when the show found its format though, it's earlier than that. That would probably be Arthur Christmas or Die Hard, is when we really had a first if you go back at the same format we're still using now for the most part. That's when we started copying each other's outlines and just deleting and adding <laughs> what we needed to, right? Yeah. We had, that, we had yeah. that outline that actually worked. Yeah, I'd agree. As for which one I'd want people to listen to, for, to first, part of me wants to say The Office because that is still one of my favorite ones. But at the same time, we, do, we are technically a movie podcast. We don't do TV shows as much. I'd rather be The Office or National Lamp, the first National Lampoon. The first time we cover National Lampoon. Those two would be the ones I give out. And they happen pretty close to one another. That's fair. And Tom, I, ha- I do have to say, I am glad you mentioned Krampus and put Krampus in your top ten. It's a good movie. It's really an underappreciated Christmas movie, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's, you know, as we're getting t- into the Burr months, it's probably one of the first ones I'll watch to get in the mood. Mm-hmm. Thin White Duke said that he likes, that his, he goes through back through our uh, list of things that we've done. One of his favorite episodes is either Jingle on the Way for the cheesy Arnie goodness or Kirk Cameron saving Christmas, quote, for the sheer horror of your reactions. <laughs> the Jingle all the Way one is a funny one. All of our bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions in that one. <laughs> Arnold. <laughs> got two balls. <laughs> <laughs> Jeb really likes the bit where we hate on Anthony for being young. <laughs> I was kind of afraid that listeners were getting annoyed at that, so that makes me happy. Also, the uh, countdowns are good. I do like the countdowns. The countdowns really, it, it makes the year go by faster and keeps things nice and in perspective for me. It does. So, um, Rebecca Ball commented on Facebook favorite movie covered, The Muppets Christmas Carol. I also think you guys started sounding really comfortable with each other around then, and so it was more dynamic in episodes. So she agrees with you, Julia. My least favorite movie that I've watched, some of them I've avoided, is probably All-American Christmas Carol. That whole movie was so joyless. 
don't judge me, but the one I recommend is Santa's Sleigh, because that episode still makes me laugh, especially given some of the absolute tosh you've covered since then. You have a good back and forth without squabbling. I know I said this last year, but I can't pick a favorite moment from the podcast. It's the first episode I heard in hospital when my baby and I were sick, and we developed a tradition of listening together, so all my memories are my favorite. Perhaps as he gets older, we have to avoid Christmas spoilers that will change, but right now, he's your biggest fan. Lots of love and fairy lights. P.S. Thank you for letting me be in your Christmas July episode. Feel free to invite me next year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we will. So she kind of agrees with both of you, Santa's sleigh and the Muppets Christmas Carol. Yep. Santa's sleigh is such a good episode. I still think that one, if we were going to do like a live watch, that one might be fun to do. Ooh, that would be a lot of fun to do, wouldn't it? Carol Eakin wrote on Facebook, top three favorite Christmas movies covered, Elf, The Muppets Christmas Carol, and The Santa Claus. I love hearing about your different traditions. Oh, we haven't talked traditions in a while. We I love haven't. To hear, I love to hear you guys cover some older Christmas classics like Holiday Inn, It's a Wonderful Life, The Bishop's Wife, and The Man Who Came to Dinner. Keep the year-long Christmas feels coming. So thanks for your comment, Carol. We can confirm one of those films is on the schedule for later this year. Woohoo! Which we one? also have asks from multiple people. Um, people in- interjecting, you know, what they want us to watch. I know that Gary Blauman wants us to cover Home Improvement and Family Matters Christmas episodes, which I am totally on. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. I know Home Improvement has come up, but Family Matters, that would be a ton of fun, too. Um, Jerry Davila on Reddit also mentioned he can't wait for the Psych Christmas specials, which I've heard are hilarious. And um, uh, he, he also wrote on Facebook, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, which I can't believe, given that one's infamous, we haven't covered yet, but something to look forward to next year. I don't enjoy yeah. that one. And then SARSCO87 also mentioned something that's come up a few times as well, that we need to cover a Garfield Christmas. Um, they said it's their favorite Christmas special, and they're curious if anybody else loves it or if it's just another one influenced by their nostalgia. Well, she'll I- be know that that one is scheduled for this year i i'm leery to do that one guys because i have such good nostalgia with it i mean like well there's a there's a healthy debate on twitter last year i forget who was involved in the debate i remember i remember a a lot of people were saying that one should be as highly regarded as the peanuts so i haven't seen that one in years i am excited to revisit it though later this year So Alexia Elizabeth on Facebook wrote, well, I loved the squabbling over the two different versions of the Grinch because it's exactly what happens in my home. I like the original cartoon and my husband likes the live action. We are constantly trying to get the kids on our sides. I've gone so so far as to call one movie good Grinch and one bad Grinch. I disagreed with you most about the star episode because I felt like you guys are way too harsh on it, especially considering some of the other movies covered. Agreed. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. My favorite movie you've covered is probably Elf. My least favorite that you've covered was Just Friends. My husband loves that movie, and I don't get it at all. I can feel myself losing brain cells when it's on. Agreed. The movie that most surprised me was definitely the new Grinch movie. I was so worried about them renewing my classic, but it was so well done. And an absolute new favorite. My favorite TV specials are definitely the Office ones, and that was a great episode. I would tell people to start with show number one. I feel like you, your show has always been strong and engaging. You make me laugh out loud a lot. Aw, thanks, Alexia. So nice. That's so, so sweet. Nice. Especially when I am terrified to ever go back and listen to those first episodes again. Yeah, I won't do it. Not going to do it. Wouldn't be prudent. Wouldn't be prudent. Michael Crystalman wrote, congrats. You need to reexamine a Christmas story. It, it's funny because... <laughs> A Christmas Story is on all the time around Christmas, and the live-action Grinches, too, and those are probably two of our more <laughs> infamous episodes. <laughs> Marshall Kraft wrote, Favorite moment, the opening with all the hits. That gives all the feels when you hear it. I do love our opening. Uh-huh. we got a fun opening. Favorite bad movies you should cover, Christmas in Wonderland, so bad, but I like it. The National Tree, decent Thanksgiving movie. Congrats on two magical years. So actually, that was something I was half thinking about. Are we good with our opening? Like, or do you want to change it now after two years? I'm happy with it. Yeah, I think we should keep it. Okay, I agree. I don't think we could top it anyway. I don't think there's anything to add to it either, really. Mm-mm. I know, we'd have to do like, <laughs> for April Fool's Day, maybe we'll do a version of it with just like 
crappy movies, like quote some crappy movies in it. That could be funny. Change of the opening for April Fool's Day. <laughs> Todd Killian wrote, congratulations on two years of Tissa podcast. Discovered the podcast in the summer of last year and quickly binged all the episodes and I haven't missed a week yet. The thing I love about Tissa podcast is the fact that I never know which host will love, like, or hate the movie at hand. I'm still a little salty with Anthony's take on Arthur Christmas. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Todd. Thanks, thank you, Tom, Julie, and Anthony for two great years of podcasting. Here's to many more. Oh, also, I still use hashtag not my Santa on a weekly basis. Congratulations, guys. Two down and a whole Hallmark library to go. <laughs> hey, the rate at which Hallmark is churning out films, at least we know we'll be busy for years. We have. It is job security. <laughs> Although, at the same time, when we think back on our Hallmark episodes, there's never much to discuss. So, this was a Hallmark movie. Yep, yep, yep. This was terrible. I hated it. Mm-hmm. I hated it. Yep, me too. Okay, then. Judy, Judy McHugh face, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is one of my favorite running gags. I do say that with love, Julia. I laugh every time you call somebody a cutie McHugh face. <laughs> those do increase with the hallmark movies i just i just feel like if there's any listener who wants to go back and compile a definitive list of every time julia has called an actor a cutie mccute face so we want to find every cutie mccute face that we have in the bunch in the bunch i'd be curious to see the list <laughs> we should keep that going Oh, guys. Tom, do you want to read Disco54's comment? He comes up so often on the podcast. I feel like we should read his comment. Uh, yeah, I've got it up right here. He's been with us since the beginning. Uh, that he likes all the fall, all the fighting and urine taking. Taking is his favorite parts of our show. So Disco54 also wrote, besides the fact that he loves all our fighting, which I do like our repertoire. I call it banter. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, I like our back and forth. Uh, he also wrote, as a grisly old veteran of a listener, I believe I have a few tales to tell. The first Uh-oh. few episodes were very polite, very nice. Nobody wanted to tread on any toes. But then we get to one of my favorite episodes, Santa's Sleigh. The gloves <laughs> came off, people let rip, and joy was had at a terrible movie that I adore. And in my opinion, that's when TTP started to groove. I learned lots from the elves, mostly that you can't go into ranking bass cold as an adult because it's terrible and they learned from me that if you ask if there's a film about something and I tell you there is, that's not me recommending it. That's <laughs> All American Christmas Carol is a bad film. I said it was. I'm strangely proud of how much they hated it, though. Also pleased with how much they loved Secret Santa. I'm also still shocked by Mrs. Santa Claus. How can you love that film so much? It's pretty average, really, yet it's punching way above its weight and hanging in the top six. I also think I'll Be Home for Christmas is too high. It's objectively terrible and needs to be lower. Wait, wait, for wait, me, wait, wait. Have we ever disagreed with that line? What, I'll Be Home for Christmas? Yeah, that's terrible. We all agree. It is yeah, terrible. But he thinks but it's there's just There's just terrible stuff that's even worse. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think Mrs. Santa Claus is punching too far above its weight. Uh, no, I don't, I don't agree with that one. For me, though, my favorite episode is the first Christmas in July episode with the worst Christmas ever stories. That episode has nothing but feels and one of the ho- most hilarious Christmas stories I've ever heard. I've even adapted saying, no, not the Easter Bunny in an English New York accent when things aren't going my way. <laughs> Darn you, Caruso, you're a meme. Well, I'm glad people can take uh, joy in my horror memories. Uh, <laughs> a lot of joy in your horde, if you want me to be honest with you. <laughs> Thank you, TTP. You've trained me so my Sundays last forever and my Monday commute lasts seconds. Oh, I love that. Aww. We fought, agreed, and laughed, and it's been such a fun two years, and I've honored Christmas in my heart and kept it all the year. Here's to many more episodes. Thanks, Disco. You're an old softy at heart. I am shocked and or amazed. <laughs> shocked and or amazed. No, I love our listeners. Disco's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. One thing that has surprised me year two, people finally, finally started asking about Pete's Christmas, which means, yeah. which means sadly, I think we it must get to do it. Get we get to do it. <laughs> there was much rejoicing. Yay. <laughs> 
my own Groundhog Day, guys. This is it. This is my nightmare. The irony of the movie. But you know what? Maybe this is a good thing. Maybe I'll have such a low expectations going in this time. I'll come out. Hey, that's not as bad as I remember it. I don't find you funny. No, that's two of us. Makes two of us. Tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Where to next April? Also commented on our April Fool's Day episode about how I totally had her. Took me quite a minute for things to click. I sat there listening and was going, okay, guys, this is kind of ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry Davila said, same here. So I'm glad we actually fooled people at first. Me too. I'm glad people liked it. I do too. It should, although it puts the pressure on for next April Fools. I may have some ideas already, y'all. Is that that Tom's the best? Yeah, Tom is the best. Not on April Fools. We also got two voicemails. This first one is from longtime listener Charlin. Hello, Els. This is your friend Charlin, and I wanted to say congratulations to you all on two years doing this podcast. The podcast is two years old. I can't believe how fast the time flew by. Um, I wanted to leave a voicemail for you guys and answer the questions you guys had on social media. Um, first, my favorite Christmas movie that you covered. Um, I have so many favorites, obviously, but I'll just pick one from this past year. The set it was Santa Claus the movie. I love that movie. That is the Christmas movie of my childhood. My parents and I and my brother, we would all sit in front of the TV and watch that movie every single Christmas. And I just love it. That is my Santa. Um, My least favorite, um, it has to be All American Christmas Carol. I mean, it was so bad. even Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas was bad, but your episode made it funny. Um, so <laughs> it was so bad, it was hilarious. Um, but All American Christmas Carol was just bad. Um, which surprised me the most. Um, still to this day, Krampus surprised me the most. Um, Krampus, I didn't know anything about it. It was my first time watching it for your episode and I loved it I was not expecting to love it and I loved it Um, and I still go back and watch it Uh, it was really surprising how much I ended up liking that movie Um, my favorite Christmas television special um, I would have to say is Charlie Brown Christmas Um, also I would say that The Grinch um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas has to be a very close second Um, but uh, Charlie Brown Christmas uh, is it's just the best. Um, and when did I disagree with the host the most? Um, I have to say that it has to be with All I Want for Christmas is You, of course, because <laughs> I really thought that movie was cute. Um, and you guys demolished it in your episode. Um, and yeah, I just I really liked it, and I was surprised it didn't even get one point on the rating system. But I I got over it. I stand by it though. I thought it was cute. <laughs> Not a great movie, just cute. Um. Also, um, when was the episode where I feel you really found your groove? Um, I really. I'm having a hard time with this question, and I try to think about it, and honestly, I can't think of when, for real. Um, I wanted to say um, that I, you, as you know, I've been watching, I've been watching, I've been listening to you, your podcast from the very beginning, and from the very first episode, you um, brought me right in. I like from the very first episode getting to know you and your Christmas traditions and why you love Christmas and getting to know your personalities and your styles um, and your different perspectives. And I really, I enjoyed it from the very first episode. And yes, it progressed. And you guys, I, I don't, you guys um, got to a point where you were probably more comfortable, but I still appreciated all of it. So I don't really have a point where I felt like it got, better or you hit a groove or anything like that I just honestly like I think that the is it's good watching I keep saying watching 
good listening to it from the very beginning. Um, so what I wanted to say as far as um, if I was going to recommend your show to someone who has never listened to you before, um, I would say just to listen from the very beginning because you get to know your all of your personalities. And I just feel like if you're going to binge this whole this whole podcast start from episode one and a little side note if you don't start with episode one or you start with your favorite episode um, your favorite movie your favorite christmas movie um pick your favorite christmas movie and start with the episode that they talk about that and then go back to episode one unless your favorite christmas movie is a christmas story then don't don't do that um you won't you won't like that one. Um, I don't like a Christmas story either. I'm sorry, listeners, don't drag me. Um, but don't start with that one if that's your favorite. Go with your second favorite Christmas movie if that. Yeah, do that. Um, but yes, um, yeah, that's what I would say about that. And um, in conclusion, I would just like to say that I love you guys. You guys are so much fun, and I'm so glad that you guys have decided to do this podcast. It's the podcast that I never knew I always needed. Um, you've got me through many a long work night and long drives, and I really um, appreciate you guys, and congratulations once again on two years. Thank you so much for this podcast, and Merry Christmas. Oh, that was sweet. Thanks, Charlin. This next voicemail is also from a longtime listener, Adam. Hey, this is Adam with The Real Message. Uh, I just wanted to wish you guys congratulations on your second anniversary of the podcast. I'm actually a really big fan, even though, as Tom has mentioned several times on the podcast, that I am his Ebenezer to him being my buddy the elf. Uh, but you guys are viewing the movies uh, of the holiday season really just let me sit back and remember the good parts of Christmas that uh, I often just forget about or take for granted. So thank you guys for making sure that I Christmas at least once a week, every week of the year. Thanks. Guys, I love our listeners. Reading all those comments just made my day today. Yeah, coming. me too. What a nice... Like it's it it goes it's a far cry from when we were starting out this podcast and the three of us agreed okay we'll get like ten listeners even if we get one listener we'll keep doing it you know yep and now like I'm still amazed the numbers are pulling in in summer and spring months mm-hmm. it keeps me going it keeps me excited it keeps me wanting to like I try to learn about new Christmas movies coming out which I would normally do but even to a much greater extent I don't know the whole thing's just amazing y'all it it's, is. So, full disclosure to our listeners, we're recording this before our Shazam episode drops, but I feel like that one is going to get a lot of comments on. And that, I was, I've been thinking about that this week. It does surprise me, still, how high it rings. Uh, I'm very happy with where it is on the list. I love that movie. I loved the movie, too. It's just very, like, I think we're going to get a lot of feedback. I hope it's yeah. good. One of, that's one of those surprises for me. Like sometimes these things surprise us, you know, and that's one of them. Especially because yeah. I recorded that episode thinking Tom was going to hate it. Oh, oh I loved it. I thought he would hate it. No, he really? loved it. Mm-hmm. Because because of the I, because he made some trolling comments in the past that I probably took seriously. Oh. <laughs> Tom yeah. trolling? What? No. Don't do that. No. Right? no. No. I just finalized our first button for our button pack, y'all. I think it's done. Y'all want to go look at it in Slack? Tell me what you think. <gasps> it's a Home Alone house. I'm trying to be more uh, subtle with them. Y'all like it? Yeah. I like it. Those are I the Home Alone it. colors. I don't love the colors, but they're the Home Alone ones. So. I love it. I'm doing a four pack for us. I love it. Awesome. I don't know what the other ones... I don't I haven't finalized the other ones yet, but I'm happy with this one. So, Tom, where can people find these buttons? And do we have any other merchandise coming our way? We do. We've got some, uh, like I said, we've got a button pack. We've got new stickers that will be going out in the next couple of short time. They, they arrived. I'm going to send some to y'all and we'll start getting them to our um, patrons as soon as we design a card to go to them as well. I forgot and I did promise everyone who left a comment today, I would send them a sticker. So message me your addresses on some form of social media or other, and I will get that out to you. <laughs> What's so funny? 
I don't know. The first thing that came to mind was Dwight, you ignorant slut when you said that, but it wasn't. (laughs) It's not because of the ignorant part It's because I was thinking about you promising people something in return for, in return for reviews. (laughs) And it just spiraled. Uh, Speaking of Dwight, you ignorant slut, uh, are you guys getting the Belschnickel Pop Funko? Oh, heck yes. Yes, I am. I figured. I'm so excited about that one. I'm so excited about that one. So, Tom, there are buttons and stickers. And stickers. We've we got some shirts that we'll be deciding on. I don't know if we're going to crowdsource or what, but we've got some of those coming as well. We will keep y'all posted. Um, but all of this, so you get the buttons if you subscribe and the sticker if you subscribe to Patreon at a certain level. So you can go to, to tizthepodcast.com slash Patreon, subscribe. You'll get your button and your sticker. We've got some of the old stickers too. So some of our new patrons uh, may find some of those in their mailboxes as well. And then you'll get discounts for things like our t-shirts if you're a patron. So. And if you leave us a review by September 15th, you'll get on iTunes, you'll get a sticker as well, as we said. So in the next few weeks, we will be getting into the comedy realm. <laughs> next week, we'll be talking about trading places. Yay! Very interested to talk about. And the week following will be the newer Love the Coopers, but still with some pretty heavy-hitting comedians in it. So I'm interested in talking about that one as well. I'm interested in talking about both of them, too. I'm interested to see what you, like, what you guys think about Love the Coopers, actually. Because I left the theater unsure of what I thought of that film. I am very, very, very unsure about that movie. So I'm curious to discuss that film. I mean, I love Diane Keaton, so... I mean, I love... Most of the cast of that film. Steve Martin, uh, John Goodman. Marissa Tomei. Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin's in it, yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Y'all, we are down to 2,760 hours until Christmas. That's only 115 days. That's only 16 weeks. When you say it like that. Gotta get your shopping shopping i feel like i need to be decorating already y'all i know i think it's time yeah. although it decorating when it's 114 outside is confusing at best so do your homework guys watch trading places and uh get excited start your christmas shopping drink those pumpkin spice lattes which have been out for like a week now get your halloween costume start doing your thanksgiving menus you know everything's coming up fast now so <laughs> until next week Bye, guys. Thanks for Bye, two years. buddy. Yes, thank you for two years. Thank and you, guys, for two years. Thank both of y'all for two years as well. Yeah, you guys, too. It's such a joy to meet every week. Honestly, it is one of my favorite parts of the week. Bye, gang. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. And I don't care about the present. I need the Christmas. celebration of Christmas to a ridiculously short time frame of five consecutive hours on the appointed date. You have opened my eyes and now I know I must keep Christmas in my heart all year long. Because of what you three have done, my heart has grown three sizes. Right there, Tom, I I read your prepared statement. Please just let my kids go, okay? I I beg of you, please just, just don't.